0: Ladies and gentlemen, we are here at the end of the scale-up, the base scale-up conference where Ben and I were speaking, thank you for joining, if you're watching the replay make sure you put hashtag replay, I'm going to go away from the noise in a minute but I just wanted to show you, now it's time to socialize, it's time to relax during the end of this live show I'm going to uh, introduce you to some of the key people that were part of this conference, and I wanted to share with you a bit more about the experiences uh, that we have today, some of the main learning points uh, from this uh, scale up conference, and uh, something that you can take away immediately to help uh, your business. I just found a meeting room let me let me get in here right now so First of all, there are a few things that uh, make a scale up very different from a startup. Now, the environment is very different, the needs of the scale up compared to a startup are very different. So, what's the difference? Uh, the main one. Well, the startup—you uh, are already, fi- you're still figuring out your ideas. You are still in going out there. You might not have a team, uh, or you have a very, very small team, and uh, still you are in the concept, in development of the concept. Well, when you are scaling up, it means that the business is already proven. You got staff, you got uh, processes, you got things in place that will allow you now to expand what's already working and going to new territories. Uh, Thank you for joining, Bob. Great to see you. So now, uh, when you are scaling up, uh, the uh, more the challenges that there are now. There are more challenges around culture, uh, which means uh, am I hiring the right people? Am I leading the people in the right way? Uh, There are challenges financially because now, uh, you know, it's difficult to to, if uh, you're not bringing a certain amount of revenues, your fixed cost they are. Quite high most of the time, so uh, you need to have always a big push in terms of the sales uh, and getting in front of new people to bring those revenue that are to generate those revenue that are going to then fuel all the rest of the business. Other challenges that we have as scale ups are in terms of uh, managing and uh, managing people. So, am I managing the people in the right way? Am I hiring? the right people? Am I managing the finances correctly? And it's all done in a larger scale. So how do we then, what kind of solutions do we have? And that's what I want to talk about in this session. What kind of solutions can we put in place as scale-ups to solve this problem? And these are some of the things that I've learned today attending some of the sessions and also listening to some of the comments that uh, uh, that, that came up. Let's talk about uh, growth and profitability. This is the session that I led today, and uh, money or having more profits. Wrong. The moment that you grow the most is actually the moment where you have the least amount of profits in terms of percentages. So you might have even more money. You might have more money in the account. But the profit margin and the amount of money that you keep might be the concept to apply, is to apply the concept of profits first. I read, uh, uh, a lot of people recommended that book, and uh, the, um, uh, the concept of profit first is to take your profits first. So when someone pays you, take a s- part of your money and put it aside immediately, like you would do mainly for your personal finances. Uh, Why is that? Because as I said, your profit margin might be reduced and you don't want to go into the trap of reinvesting everything you have immediately, but you always need to take some cash aside for profits, for savings, for other moments where you will not know, now that your normal cost and your break-even point is higher than uh, the the way you were running before your company. So that's uh, one point, one of the main point on growth and profitability. The other part that I mentioned during my talk on growth and profitability, was that you can find always additional money in places that maybe you're not thinking about. Now if you want to grow in terms of revenues and incremental more profit, you, can, you don't necessarily always have to find new clients, that will be the, the normal answer. You want more money? Get more clients. Fine. But what you can do to get more money, you can increase the prices of your services and that immediately will equate in more money in your account. You can go back to your, to your clients, that current clients, with a new product or a new service or a new joint venture. That's the money immediately in your account. So you do not have having one way, which is getting new customers to grow and scale your profits, but also you can look at it internally. Another way to get more money is actually cutting costs. Uh, it's important that every five, six months uh, you do a review of uh, the costs that uh, you're incurring right now in your company. Can you cut some costs? You have more money in the account immediately. So you can see there are multiple ways in which you can, as a scale up, you can uh, have more money in your account. You can increase the number of clients, you can increase your prices, you can increase the amount of money that they they spend with you, you can offer a new service, you can cut costs. All these things will equate more money in your bank account because the more money you have, you will need that money to invest you will need as a scale up that money to be put back into then growing the business back again because when you're growing as i said you will spend a lot of money your profit margin will be reduced you will spend a lot of money in hiring people training people and making sure that all the operations the new operations they are going to work in the best way so this is what I shared in my session, then I went into uh, a session which was a leadership session, so I wasn't delivering this one, I was, uh, um, uh, as a par- was there as a participant, and it was one concept which uh, revolutionized uh, literally the way I'm thinking right now, and it's so simple, it's very simple, uh, you probably may have already thought about it, uh, I haven't, which is uh, for your employees. Uh, when you're having staff members to create, now, a customized experience for every employee. Now, we are living in a society where everything is going towards customization. We go on Netflix, what do we see? A customized uh, interface on the things that we are interested in. We go on Amazon, we see recommended things, we go on Facebook, everything is now going towards a customization for the users. What are you interested in? I'm going to give you more of that. And the same environment is now happening, and the same changes are happening now in the workplace as well. What do I mean about that? Employees now don't want anymore a rule that applies for everyone. But uh, if you can work with each employee and give them what they want, a customized working experience to work in your company, they are gonna be more likely to stay with you, to be more effective because they find something that is perfect for their needs. Now, I'm aware that it's not possible to implement this kind of uh, customization every single time in every single department of your business. But if you can start thinking about, okay, I've got these employees, do I need them to come in the office uh, at nine o'clock and to leave at five? Maybe not, maybe you don't. Maybe for someone is important and you give them a physical space to work from and for someone else you give them a remote space. Someone you give them more holiday because they want them in, a, in, a, in one block and someone can take more holidays and separate throughout the year. Mm. So there are things that you can do now in your company to create this customized experience for the employee and that was something I never thought about in those terms. Even though with all our staff members, all the people that work with GTEx, we ask them, what do you want? How can we make your work experience better? But a lot of times you you can fall into the trap of creating a policy or a rule that now applies for everyone. Now you make them happy, but you make someone else unhappy. But what if now, as a scale-up, you think about creating a customized working experience that creates a win-win between you and your staff? And when I mean you, I mean your business needs, not you as a person. Because, you know, if someone needs to answer the phone at 10 o'clock in the morning, they need to be there to answer the damn phone at 10 o'clock in the morning. So there are things that a business will need, but then there are other that will be very important for your employees. Why don't you give it to them? No, it will create a bit more uh, difficulties in terms of contract, and now there's going to be an impact in terms of administration, but what's costing you more? Draft another contract? or? Losing an employee and training another one, and recruiting and training another one, so think about those things. Now the other things that we were talking uh, is uh, in terms of the uh, landscape, how is it changing? Uh, how is it actually, if you have, there was a good, brilliant question in uh, the panel that I was moderating uh, on growth and sustainability after my presentation. There was this question about uh, non for profit organization, about charities how can this scale up? Because uh, it's easy to start an not-for-profit, it's easy to start a charity because you have a, a lot of support, uh, because it's something that you do for, the, for, for good. But then when you start talking about money, if people see you as a charity, or if people see you as a not-for-profit, even if you're offering a real service, then people will still treat you like, oh, but I'll do this for your good, and if I just give my time or a pound or a euro, I'm doing my thing. And they sometimes expect services for free, and they expect the exchange of money not to be there, which means now that it's more difficult to scale up for any not-for-profit or charity. And so the answer that was given by a brilliant woman, you got to check it out, uh, uh, Christina Montero. And what she runs is a company um, called SheWorks, I'm going to give you uh, the company detail later on in the the comments. And uh, what she said, she takes uh, women refugees and uh, she places them in uh, companies. So it's a recruitment agency, but the target client is refugees. So at the beginning she had a problem that people would say, well, we're not going to hire this person, or pay you the recruitment fees, but we are going to take this person, give them some jobs, give them a reference for three weeks, but we are not going to pay that person, we're going not to pay you. And she had to really set clear boundaries. She really had to set clear boundaries on, no, this is a recruitment agency. You pay my fee and you pay that employee because this is, I'm doing this for social cause, But I need money to keep the business running. I cannot just do everything based on exchange. And so even if you are a startup or a scale-up as a not-for-profit or as a charity, make sure that you set your boundaries and you use that money like a business will do. Get paid. Because if you don't get paid, there is no scaling up. And you're only dependent on fundings or grants that you might get or you might not get. And that was another brilliant, brilliant, brilliant advice. And then we talked about uh, challenges that uh, scale up face. This is uh, one of the biggest thing and we found that one of the biggest challenges is also as well changing the client perception because uh, sometimes as a startup, the clients will work with you as the founder and now that you're a scale up, you need to be less accessible so your time as an entrepreneur, as a business owner, your time becomes the most valuable thing. That's what your time becomes the most, absolutely most valuable thing. Because now your time is better spent managing your team rather than meeting random people for coffee. So make sure that as a scale up, as an entrepreneur, you spend your time carefully. Don't do any meetings unless it's agreed, planned. Unless you meet uh, someone that you're really interested in meeting, but something random comes up and you don't have a clear outcome. You know, nine times out of ten is going to be a waste of time. And that's what we found out in uh, the conversation. So remember that your time is the biggest asset that you have. You've got to guard it with your life. Guard your time with your life as a scale-up. So are some of the things that we talked about. We also talked about the growing communities as a scale-up to get a community involved. We talked about creating policies and regulation in companies while to get the employees involved and making their voice heard. So there were a lot of other topics. Make sure that you get your ticket for next year Bayes conference. Some of the people, uh, maybe some of the speakers that were here, uh, we can meet some of the amazing uh, uh, entrepreneurs that are here, let's uh, hear uh, what uh, we have around, so oh, everyone here, so, oh you're doing an interview now? Can I can I borrow you for a moment, just for for thirty seconds? If you <laughs> yes. I'm here live on Facebook. I just want to introduce yourself and what you do. So <laughs> we getting all of it in. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're going. If you can introduce yourself, what you do, and uh, right. the amazing projects because we had a great chat earlier on. We did actually.
1: Uh, yeah. yeah. So uh, my name is Kevin Delandami. uh I'm the founder of Brainrush Academy. It's a business school for creators, um, based in Amsterdam right now, and currently building a platform around it, which kind of functions like a LinkedIn. For creators to help them uh, better monetize themselves. Long story short.
0: Fantastic. So, are you planning to also expand to London? Uh, with a yeah, yeah. Got, we're
1: going to wear a little chat. We are very much interested in uh, seeing if we can link up with the communities, creative communities in London. Um, um, as I understand it, there are definitely uh, creative hubs that focus on business, so it's very interesting to see if the, we find the same, say, thresholds, hurdles and, and stuff like that uh, and see if our solutions match theirs and vice versa. So that, would, to me, is a very interesting research to, to do.
0: Brilliant. So we're going to see his face uh, in London uh, as well. Uh, make sure you connect with him. Repeat your name and where can people find you?
1: Yes. So uh, on Facebook, on Insta, you can find me on the Black Star, which is my previous hip-hop name, so don't judge me. Uh, it's B-L-A-X-T-A-R. And then, you know, you'll probably find me.
0: Fantastic. Make sure you connect with the Black Star. I'll see you later around. Yes, sir. <laughs> okay. okay, so now we uh found... Uh, some people hey Sonia, great to see you. Hey, Russell. So let's see if we see. So now we have, just behind me, the guy that is talking, the person who is talking, having conversation. Just behind me, it is uh, the high consul for, um, uh, I uh, for uh, the high commissioner from the consulate here which uh, we're going to see, let's see. We have, a, we have a, one of the founders here. So, are you happy for the day? Yes, How did it go? yes,
1: was amazing. Our main purpose was to, to start a dialogue and to have conversations, and uh, I was actually blown away by the first part where we had the policy makers and the promises. Yes. Everything is recorded, so we're going we're gonna to make sure they keep their words. Let's see what's happening next year.
0: Fantastic, so definitely a lot of people are having a dialogue now, uh with a glass of wine that helps the dialogue it always helps the dialogue a that's glass the networking
1: right <laughs>
0: absolutely so what did
1: you how did you find it oh
0: i loved it i already said it. absolutely love it people need to get their ticket for next year
1: be sure you are coming make sure are you coming it? next year of course i'm already there sign me up we already have we already have five i think five or six speakers confirmed so
0: perfect all right we are running
1: it. <laughs> thank
0: you very much for organizing it okay i want to I want to introduce you to another good friend of mine, Nick. Uh, Nick, can I, can I borrow you for a moment? Sure. Uh, okay. Let me just borrow. So I wanted to connect. Wanted you to meet a, a good friend of mine. I mean, we be, just became good friends today. Yes. And yes, uh, is Nick uh, the real Nick? <laughs> the real <laughs> the <fake laughs> Nick? No, <laughs> not the fake Nick. It's the real Nick. Uh, surname Nick.
2: Uh, The brown, the brown. Call me Nick Brown. Nick Nick Brown,
0: Brown, uh, your company's called Dutchify. Dutchify. Can you talk a bit more about your company because I found your concept fascinating. Yes, of course. Uh, Dutchify is all about uh,
2: starting the best life in the Netherlands, Um, and at. Goes really broad. If you want to buy a boat and bring it to the Netherlands, if you want to uh, marry somebody in the Netherlands, um, well, that's 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 very broad. But um, uh, we take care of the paperwork, everything that goes around that. If you so if I want
0: to find a wife in the Netherlands, you find me the wife, <laughs> or do I need to have the wife already? You need to have the
2: wife already. And we oh, take dumb. care of the paperwork. No, we're not a dating service, uh, but we can take care of all the formalities to make your life. The best life in the netherlands
0: and i, I immediately uh, got a uh, like we we connect with nick because it's such a great uh, idea yeah i never seen uh, any other company that does uh, what it does in uh, the scale in the uk or in the us uh, and i'm uh, happy to have found it in amsterdam yeah so Thank what's you, next for you nick
2: What's next for us? Uh, we first want to conquer the entire Netherlands. We're now in the major cities, so that's Amsterdam, Rotterdam, The Hague, and Eindhoven. But we want to take it to the full of Netherlands. After that, uh, we want to uh, we want to grow um, in Europe. So we want to expand to maybe Germany, uh, maybe uh, Belgium. Uh, so we want to expand our service because Dutchify for us is a way of being. Uh, becoming more Dutch, uh, but you can take that one step further because the Dutch way is a very practical way of doing things and if you can do that in any country you'll have guaranteed success and a guaranteed best start of your life.
0: And you know what I think uh, as well that uh, Italian people they need a bit of Dutch to get to get some of the things done we need to get a bit more Dutchness here yeah so make sure if you're Italian you need a bit more Dutchness (laughs) then uh, get in touch with Dutchify and hopefully we're gonna see you maybe we have uh, Englishify maybe we're gonna have Italianify yes yes in the world so i'm really excited to see the expansion here cool cool all right Nick thank you thank you very much where where people can uh, get
2: in touch with you you can get in touch through our website, dutchify.net, uh, you, can, uh, you can call us, you can email us, I definitely like our Facebook page, just type in dutchify, you'll find us, or uh, like us on Instagram, uh, dutchifynl, uh, you can uh, you can v- uh, follow our tweet and, uh, and everything.
0: Fantastic, thank you very much, Nick, I really appreciate it, i am now come and join you with a beer. Thank
2: you. <laughs> All right.
0: So, as you can see, we meet some uh, some really interesting people. Uh, my arm is getting a bit tired from uh, holding the camera, so I'll see if I can find someone else I met uh, during the day. So, yes, let me let me go through, let me squeeze through. Let me squeeze through. Sorry, ladies and gentlemen, can I steal Deborah for a moment? Can I steal you for a moment? I, I, I want to, to come with you. Yeah, no, if you can come with me, Deborah. He just say, take Whoa. her away. there is. A, there is, a, there is saying, a... take her away for God's okay, sake. Okay, no. <laughs> All right, Deborah. So, I want to come to the conference. If you're watching live, thank you very much for watching live. <laughs> if you are uh, just joining, thank you for joining. No, there is some one cool thing uh, which I'm going to show you. Uh, I-, I really want to show you. Now, we have uh, a-, a blackjack table tournament uh, just going on here on our background hey uh, like, uh, everyone says French hi to everyone uh, yeah we got a yeah. French
2: fans
0: oh, oh, I love I love this place okay so it's time for me to go and get a drink I will see you in uh, the next podcast or in the next Facebook live thank you very much for joining Simone Vincenzi here from GDEX and remember that together We grow exponentially, bye for now!